0: Welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick, and I'm Andy. And I want you to think back to a, a simpler time, Andy. Some some would say a more civilised time. Hmm. So you know, before the the current era of the AFL and sort of, I think there's very much a the homogeneity of um, how people think about football and what what positions uh, were more uh, valuable than others. There was there was a time when, um, you know, there was uh, number one draft picks were often Ruckman. That, um, you know. I know obviously for Richmond supporters, Um, uh, of a certain age they remember uh, Richard Lounder. but there was uh, Stephen Hopper for uh, Geelong, there was um, Jeff White for uh, Melbourne, we drafted um, Brad Ottens with the second pick, Nick Nui, very famous first pick in the draft, and once upon a time in 2007, um, the very f- the the pick of the crop uh, of a of a generation of young men uh, was a 201 centimeter athlete called Matthew Cruiser, and the thought was that um, having a ruckman who could double as a midfielder, was more valuable than a midfielder. And I was thinking about that today.
1: Yeah, you could have uh, included Josh Fraser because he, he's... Oh,
0: Josh Fraser, that's true. he yeah.
1: he's, he's more in the cruiser mould as that he was drafted... Uh, I mean, Jeff White was had pure ruck credentials and so did mm. Brad Holtons, um, because of their body frame. But, you know, both of them were drafted. Fraser and Cruiser were definitely drafted because they were extra, it, it was considered getting a bonus midfielder. And, you know, I remember we all know, cause Emma Quayle wrote that book. Um, Cochin <clears throat> didn't have a great un- under 18s. He's, yeah. Famously cracked the SADs in a, um, in a state game. Uh, Cruiser was all, all everything. Yeah. Um, in the uh, in the under eighteens comp he was pretty close to the consensus number one pick frankly I'm quite glad we didn't we we didn't have to find out what we would have done mm. if we had that number one pick but um mm. just like the like a lot of the things need to go right to win Premierships and uh, the like cycles a good year to have pick three one uh, the next year it was a good year to have pick two that year mm.
0: I forgot Michael Gardner as well.
1: There are a lot of Ruckman <laughs>
0: number one number one picks. Um, so we we picked Trent Cotchin uh, 2007 and as you say, look it's it says something about Trent Cotchen that um, he had a relatively disappointed, disappointing year as a 17 year old and was still the second pick in a draft.
1: You know? Well, was, yeah, because it's you know his talent was obvious. Well, I, I mean, oh,
0: he was he was he was the the child that was promised. There's a there's a lovely picture of him representing Victoria as a 12 year old. He captains Vic Metro as a as a 16 year old. Like he just uh, like we were we were super excited. Uh, to, but he was also standing. Him.
1: Uh, arm in arm with the the second best player of the draft, um, you know, arguably, um, in, if you take out leadership, um, the best player in pure all Australians and Silver Rioli, and he was, you know, he was a double figure yeah. draft pick.
0: Yeah, Danger Dangerfield was there as well.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Of course, I'm sorry. Yes, um, who apparently we were and also a, high a, on, and and Alex, yeah, um, we did try and uh, trade back into that uh, pick to. Higher in that draft to get um, mm. dangerous, so yeah, was, it was it it was a it, it was an amazing draft, and yeah, very bad draft at big one.
0: Mm. Um, the so he, he uh, it's it's easy to forget he he was quite uh, injury prone. Um, his first his first couple of seasons, he misses nineteen games that that first. Uh, three years, but he sort of, um, he debuts, he debuts in 2008 and, you know, kicks, kicks two goals in his first, uh, game and just, just instantly looks good. Um, if you don't mind, Andy, I'm going to quote you from the Punt Road End, uh, website after his fourth game, um, as an 18 year old. It's, if anyone is interested in some uh, Grade A Tiger filth, go to the tape of the Adelaide game with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter An ultra slow mo uh, Cochin's clearance from the boundary throw-in. Yeah, it was the single most brilliant four seconds play I think I've ever seen a Tiger midfielder do since 1995. It was the Mona Lisa of clearances. I love the chimp. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, for those who don't remember, he was nicknamed Chimp early day, uh, because of his hunched running style. Uh, but it was very much an affectionate nickname. I remember in those first two seasons, it, you know, he he looked he looked absolutely amazing, and there were times when he would take over a game for sort of five ten minutes, and it, it was it was the only time we in the game. Like he he could. Yeah. He could single-handedly sort of put two to three, set up two to three goals, or even score some himself. Uh, and it was it was him getting gassed, was because you know he's yeah injury prone his first two years, so he wasn't very fit.
0: He three years, yeah, and yeah, he had uh, he had interrupted pre seasons, and he was a slow burn. Um, yeah, uh, if
1: we had been doing a podcast at that time, I would have been yeah. I remember writing it on punt right then, but the thing that the reason we couldn't win the, the thing that cost us the game was that Trent Cochin is not yet 22, 23, and he can't run out of game.
0: Well, uh, the talent was obvious. He's he's in the leadership group at 19. Okay. Um, he fills in f- as captain for the first time at 20 um, and is uh, full-time captain at the age of age of 22. He's our youngest captain uh, in in a century. Um and still, like I think, uh, and and the football blossoms as well. So from you know the those uh, first three injury injury interrupted seasons, two thousand and eleven, the you know the Death Star is fully operational. He he polls fifteen Brownlow votes and kicks off a, a, a five year stint where he's averaging uh 19 brownlow votes um wins the uh wins the brownlow medal and the the afl coaches award uh in the in the same year um i think uh his relative immaturity as a leader the the decision to to keep the number 9 um I don't. I don't know that an older Trent Cotchin would do that, but uh, you know, he was a young man um, thrust into the role at a young age, and despite you know obvious leadership ability, um, but it's sort of uh, he be, he bec- he's become a, a star of the competition, um, and yet the he has a great first final against Carlton, twenty six disposals and a couple of goals. Uh, and then the Port Adelaide final, you know, is a disaster from the coin toss. Um, the North Melbourne elimination final, uh, he gets tagged by Jacobs, uh, and has, uh, nine disposals, which is still the, the, uh, the third worst game of his entire career. Um, and there's, there's any number, you go back, there's any number of, uh, uh, the usual suspects calling calling for him to be replaced as as captain. Um, the uh, And I think we, we forget a little bit. It, it was not just, um, you know, obviously Damien Har- Hardwick was the topic of, you know, a lot of the speculation and calls uh, for ch- change, but Trent Conchin uh, uh, copped a fair bit of it as well and that the club... Uh, stuck fat with the both of them, and they both evolved uh, their their leadership style,
1: um, uh, and I will and we'll, uh, and, uh,
0: before, and, and their playing style. Sorry, you go.
1: But no, I was just going to say before we get into the obviously the, the glorious run, there is a real inflection point in his career. the The two thousand and twelve Brownlow year, he got one hundred and seven coaches' votes, as you mentioned. He got um, they started keeping AFL ratings in that year. He was outstanding. And in thirteen, he got made permanent captain. And oh, twelve, two thousand twelve, obviously mm. won the brown equal brownlow, um, that controversial brownlow. But he thoroughly deserved it by all the measures, and you win the coaches vote. But vote, mm. yeah. no one's disputing. You've had,
0: a, you've had a good year. Yep.
1: It was his only all Australian year, and he had a hundred seven in coaches votes that year. And for the rest of his career, he never polled more than sixty one. After 2013, his game changed. He wasn't as good on the alpha ratings. He wasn't as good on the coaching vote. So you could have said... You could have made a case in 2015. I don't think we argued it. But maybe the captaincy wasn't... Or maybe in 2016, maybe his best footy was in the, in his sort of first prime year not being captain. So, like, the, the, there is some... Like, at that point, there's some... Like this, it's a genuine, legitimate inflection point in his career. I, I think you know you could have argued it either way, but as you say, we stuck fat with it. And okay, he never reached the heights again of his early brilliance. But you don't—he didn't become what we expected. Because I always thought he'd be—I always hoped he'd be the next Gary Hublett Junior. And yet, yeah. in a weird way, you know, he's not. Hasn't got the All Australians, and maybe hasn't earned quite as much money. But there's not a single Richmond fan now in hindsight, not that his career's yeah. over yet, but who'd take... I mean, it's just so obvious. It wasn't what we expected, but in some ways it was better. No.
0: The um, 2017 final series, like of course we remember the brilliant spinning goal uh, versus uh, Geelong. He lays uh, 22 tackles at and- uh, 80% efficiency uh, across the final series. Um, you know he's he's just relentless uh, pursuit on uh, an attack on the ball and a, an attack on the man. We see it again in 2019. You know within when he's in uh, more obvious statistical de- decline, but again he's just not he's not taking uh, a backward step like the for all the. Um, pre-game talk of uh, Mumford intimidating our players. You know, he was the one hunting uh, the Giants' players. He was the one uh, setting the tone, uh, both at start of the day and finishing it off um, at the end. In you know, in to cap off a a spectacular separation celebration of of all things, Richmond, and then. Um, backing that up um, captaining uh, that 2020 team through incredible unprecedented adversity like it's just yeah
1: we're pretty lucky uh, look it's been an amazing career it's had multiple acts it hasn't been fairy tale from start to finish as we've said um, he's also you know it's, it's what other people say about him, his leadership that stands through and what his teammates even long like Alex Rance just the other day was talking about how much he sacrificed his game uh for in the 17 game style but also his friendship with Dusty and Mm. all all, all the which is which
0: has always been a bit unlikely
1: (laughs) well maybe Cochin does have a habit of being best friends with the best player um in, in his peer group um if you okay Cruiser and Dusty and and Lids but um yeah, uh, it's just been an incredible. It's been an incredible career, and it's even Simon Walsh has been doing a great job and on, on the oh, highlights. Yes. And, and it's it's wonderful to to watch old Cotchen when he still had the burst. But even even now, um, and you know, I talk about the. I'm open in in, in sort of critiquing his game. I or pretty much have been on always have been on this podcast. But even now. When he gets a clever little hand pass in a pack, because he's still got the silky hands, it's just it's just something beautiful about it. It's Ooh. he's he's a beautiful player to watch. He always has been. He's a fairly unique player. He's not just a you know another bull bull, bull inside midfielder. He's got that beautiful kicking style. And uh, you know when Jack was asked who's his favourite player to kick to to Mark on the lead from, he didn't say Dusty. He said, I mean, D- he Dusty got an honourable mention, but he said Cochrane. Yeah.
0: Yeah, be- beautifully uh, balanced athlete. Um, and uh, yeah, the the way he sort of cruised cruised above the the turf. I love I love that he's not limping to the line. He had a, he had a, a, a genuinely good game uh against Against Fremantle this week,
1: Um, actually, by far his best game on the AFL ratings. Well, actually, maybe not. I'll have to check that against the um, his multiple goal game, but uh, three goal game. Yeah, look, he's he has his moments, uh, but he's uh, he's earned the right to go out on on his terms, and uh, let's hope we get a really big crowd for the game.
0: I know, but uh, and it is. Look, we we've talked about it uh, before, but how lucky we are to you know. It felt like we went so long without um, uh, with milestone games uh, being so rare, like the you know the uh, the gap. Um, you know, um, uh, Francis Burke uh, had been our our last. Three hundred game player, and now we've now we've had three of them um, in in short span. Like, yeah, it's been yeah, it's been a glorious time.
1: It has. All right, Nick. Uh, I think that's I think that's a good solid fifteen minute tribute. Actually, sixteen minute tribute to yeah. Um Well deserved. Yeah, and and we remember. We may well have a retirement game at the end of this year, hopefully in on the grand final. Um, but uh, um, uh, it's lovely that we can talk about that. I think we should just briefly touch on the week's events because, unfortunately, they've all. Uh, this has been a much happier podcast. Have we run an emergency podcast straight after the game, which I would have loved to do because I was super excited? But maybe it was I'll...
0: a really, it was a, it was a really fun game.
1: It um, was a really fun game, unfortunately, but
0: unfortunately, it's sort of a series of pretty. Difficult events since then.
1: If Richmond doesn't appear on the front page of the paper for the rest of the year, except obviously for a big win, that would be really nice. Um, it would, yeah. because slightly sick of being in the news. And I, I was going to have a on the picket thing. Obviously, there's so been a rush of emotions, and a lot of people have sort of thought about it and thought about picket the person, picket the father, and you know, Pickett, the Richmond person, and we only know the three and a half hours we get to see him mm. on the weekends. But, you know, I think it's no secret, Nick, that I absolutely love Marlon Pickett um, as a player. Mm. And I, I love this one. Sir. Someone said that everyone, when they when they imagine, it, if they were born with a talent to be an AFL footballer, they'd all imagine that they'd be super hard at it and they'd just try and get everything out of the body. But actually, no, you wouldn't. You'd probably just be, you know, just another mediocre soft player. Um, but if you could pick to be anyone on the richmond team on on how he maximizes ability and how clever he is with body work and how brave he is it'd be nank or Pickett. i just for me I mean, i'm, I'm mm. sure other people would have more uh you know someone like i don't know dusty but um uh yeah i just I, I admire him so much on field but you don't know them off field but i was gonna i was gonna say i i went through a really sort of tough 24 hours about it and then I just came down. The only thing I was going to say uh, on the podcast about it was, in my mind, he's innocent till proven guilty. And then Benny Gale said it about four times in his very good press conference. So I, I think yep. it's redundant for me to go on about it. And um, look, it, that, that I think that's all we need to say about it. Mm. No, definitely.
0: Yeah, difficult, difficult situation. Look, also, um, best wishes going out to... Bashaholi uh and his family. Thankfully thankfully the um you know, he's he's in a serious but um but not life not life threatening uh, situation in hospital with a with a broken pelvis. Unfortunately he's got a family member who's more seriously injured, although again thankfully not not life life threatening, but yeah. Uh Look, nothing, nothing but good thoughts and karma. They're um, for, way for a pretty tricky situation.
1: And just noting, not to overdo the Cochin tribute, but Benny mentioned that cochin was the person from the club who's visited him, um, mm. which was touching. Yeah. And on top of all that, Nick, we have a tribunal injustice, which we haven't <laughs> even... Looked. It's hard for to add to that because, like, just... Um, uh, yeah, no, every I Richmond chat group I'm in, mean, Twitter, everything is just like the outrage. The comparing to De like 50 other examples. Um, the 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 headband. Would this have been an issue if he wasn't wearing a headband? Uh, I mean, probably a bit of an issue that he didn't come back on the that that he yeah, didn't come back on the ground. Actually, and it. yeah. And it, it's sort of uh, after he kicked that, like he kicked a really nice goal. He's kind of been taking his chances. I, I've certainly mellowed on the the mantle selection. I, mm. um, I'm not. Not pro it, but certainly um, I'm definitely 30% less against it than I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely... Yeah. I'm in the midpoint now. Uh, I don't have a strong take either way. Um, but yeah.
0: He's he's six goals in his last uh, five games, which is about... You know, that's that's except, that's par for, for the position.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and... It, so anyway, it's. I don't think that, again. There's not much we can add, but uh, but uh, no, just it is, second a, all the Richmond outrage. Sorry,
0: and it's a real shame for him. Like for a guy, he's out of contract at the end of the year. Um, you know, he was a summer summer train on uh, player. Uh, was in North Melbourne's academy, and they didn't didn't pick him up. Um, you know, he's he's done things the hard way, and. For, to finally establish himself in the seniors and have something like this happened, where, you know, nobody's able to come up with a cue hear and answer about what he's meant to do to protect himself in that situation right there. Yeah, I did. Between that and the, when um, Jack Graham got called for um, uh, uh, the, the sling uh, tackle, and he, he just... St- Sat there on the ground, looking confused, you know, as if asking, "What? What else could I have done?"
1: Right? Yeah, the the rules are not in a good place. I mean, I was just at three quarter time. You probably saw my tweet how I felt about the our our three free kicks to to that time. Oh, um, um, look,
0: look, Andy, you've got a, you know, we we are a very fair minded uh, show, and you have to, you know, you have to respect. You know, yeah, we—I mean—we haven't even talked about Shea Bolton yet, who was a star uh, on on the day. And yet, uh, perhaps even more spectacular was it was the the discipline shown by the entire Fremantle team to go more than thirty minutes in the third quarter, despite Richmond having the ball forty-five percent of the time, to not concede a single free kick for that for that quarter. In in uh, what was unlucky uh, to not set the the, uh, the all time AFL record for fewest free kicks conceded by only one? Um, you've got to you've got a uh, tip your hat.
1: Indeed, uh, and actually, it was only a late flurry that uh, that, that we were well you know, three, at, yes. if we continued, we could, they, they could have given away two more. If it had only been two in the last quarter and we'd only had three or three quarter time, they would have comfortably broken a hundred G record. Anyway, Nick, um, I, I think that's enough. Uh, we're transitioning to the game. Mm. Uh, to me, I, I just, uh, for the third time, I'm, like I've watched the game twice, but I just rewatched the highlights. I think it should not be, I'd like to start with Jaden's uh, shorts, mm. uh, magnificent boot. His peg um, was so important in that game. Like, you know, probably on average uh, a distributing halfback probably kicks one of those goals and we still win, but um, you can, there were many great performances in the game, but you can make a case that that was the difference.
0: It's it's the most pure noise when he kicks the football. It's like when you uh, nail a golf shot uh, perfectly. It just sounds different and yeah, the the trajectory was so pure. Yeah, it was lovely. You know, in a what was a what was a tough game? of, uh, of football, you know. The conditions weren't great. Um, you know, and it took it took sheer sheer work rate. You know, Tim Tim Taranto rated equal best on ground uh, for the coaches for for another huge effort. Um, Uh, Had relentless work rate. Uh, Shea Bolton. Shea Bolton had more time on ground than any other Richmond player on his way to uh, career highs in uh, disposals, inside 50s, uh, metres gained.
1: Uh, Off the charts on the AFL rate. Would have been the best score of the round if it hadn't been for Tex Walker uh, and the round before. Um, Um, playing, Playing against Waffle. Yes. A a bad waffle opponent. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah, Shay Shay had three hundred more nearly three hundred meters gained more than uh anyone else on the field. Like it was it was an immense performance. And yeah, and and maybe the different uh you know, maybe we don't win without any of those three guys, but
1: yeah. Uh, I and you can make make the same case with Taranto, who uh, you know yeah. he's he still goals thirty five touches and he, he's just obscene amount of pressure. He's mm. just on the on the pressure points measure. He's you know I've mentioned it before, but he's he's now sitting a regular baseline above Graham's best season on that. And Graham was you know that was always mm. that was that was
0: that was gold standard.
1: And Graham wasn't getting thirty five touches the other way. So yeah, he's um uh and and by the way, I think he had his best game too on the AFL ratings, and was it was it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't on a patch on Bolton but it was genuinely it would be mm. if he did that every week he'd be the best player in the NFL uh, according to that measure so um yeah uh outstanding game.
0: Toronto yeah Taranto's... um was he up to fifth in the the coaches award
1: um uh I just read fourth but you know close enough
0: uh, actually I think you're right um his last uh month uh hes averaged 34 disposals and uh, two votes uh, a game. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah, going well. All uh, um, Yeah, uh, and uh, thankfully we're only one game away from Hopper being back. Um, How worried were you at the start of the last quarter?
1: Oh, yeah, well, yeah, completely despondent I mean, there was the sort of, it wasn't, as bad as the week before, um, mm-hmm. as far as oh my god, we always lose in this situation <laughs> vibes, but uh, I guess we didn't, we never got behind, right? So that's obvious, yeah. but um, and also the rain was going to make the comeback harder, but it, you know, it, it got pretty nerve wracking, and the, we, we on the right end of a goal, uh, uh, um, uh, what do you want to call it? a goal umpire's decision? So, um, uh, a goal review decision, so that that, that certainly helped, but uh, yeah, it got pretty nerve wracking, but I did get the feeling about eight minutes to go that they were gassed. Um, that they tr-
0: yeah, we'd we we'd held them for quite some time at that point.
1: Yeah, and our de- defence did hold up well, but they, mm. yeah, you could I I felt there was a moment where they 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 ran out. They'd, they'd thrown their bench best punch and they hadn't scored enough to, to beat us because they, they never got on a proper roll against us. So they just ground us. But, you know, they, were, they yeah. were expending a lot of energy, which very easy to say in hindsight, right? But um, it, I did actually think it when I watched it live the no. first time. Look,
0: all of our uh, defenders, with the unfortunate exception of Taylor, uh, Tyler Young, um beat their men. Did, did Bolter lose a single one on one contest? Yeah. Mm,
1: not that i he's in sparkling form.
0: He's in sparkling form. Um Grimes was dour, um broad, um Ranhard uh, both ways, lossy was immense. Yeah, the, the the defense the defense is in pretty
1: tip top uh, form. What do you do about Tyler Young? I'm just because I think he needs some time in the VFL to re- recover his confidence. I think, I think he does. Um,
0: and look, the, I suppose it, it's the horses for courses in terms of um, uh, matchups and how how tall uh, the other team is. But uh, yeah, I think I think you've got to um,
1: got to give him a rest this week. Yeah, but uh, I guess yeah, exactly. It's the matchups because he often does get the hard matchup. But the him struggling defensively isn't. Yeah, he did have one disposal, so it's not it speaks for itself, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Prestia again continued to get the ball, um, and you know he wasn't all, all world on the stats, but twenty-seven disposals continues his strong run. Clearly, whatever was ailing him is not ailing him as much as it was. And I don't think the club has ever said what was wrong with him. Um, no, that's all right. I don't have to, but I was just—I uh, was just point I was just making a factual observation that we don't really know what it is. Um, Nank had a had a very Nankish game. Aside from the bit where he lost eight minutes, um, you know, did a lot of good things. Hit that great goal out of the ruck. Rated really well, and uh, Jackson was the other team's best rated player.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was another it was another very uh, Nank. Uh, game uh, in that regard um uh I thought yeah I thought Nank just did a did a power of uh, work um and look Jackson Jackson was dangerous but I thought you know we we comprehensively won on contested possession and you know and a big part of that was was Na- Nank and Ryan getting first hands to the ball
1: well uh yeah, and Nank had eight tackles, so I think yeah. that that backs up your point. Um, I still will, look; I can see both sides to it, and also see the reasons not to wear out Samson, But um, I'd, I'd still like um, Ryan to get a few more a few more reps and uh, round the ground as the first ruck. But uh, that's partly because I love to watch him ruck. I'm, I'm always so I'm so engaged in all these contests, um, and he did. Brian had another one of those games where he shows flashes. He's definitely, yeah. the commentators have started to really notice him um, and he gets the big pump up, but um, also needs to be kept in, He, you know, he does have large periods where he, he's not impacting the contest necessarily, but it's a really mm. tough role what he does. It
0: um, is, and I thought he did a better job um, this week of uh, presenting uh, and making himself... Uh, Dangerous, such where the other, the other team had to, uh, had to spoil to the front of the contests where our um, uh, forwards could get front and centre. Like
1: yeah, there was actually if you, I believe I have this note correct, but you might recall that Fremantle, you know, started with a lot of inside fifties a dominant period in the game and there was a moment where it was trapped in our inside 50 for quite a long period and the way we broke it was because of exactly that. Samson was able to have a contest, um, a, bi- a big contest and he, I think he even deliberately trapped it down and it, that's what, I uh, remember Judson broke on that long run um, but mm. he did that a couple of times where he was just able to provide the the Tom Lynch and contest, uh, where he doesn't necessarily win, but he gets it a, to a, the tap to that he gets the the spill off the contest to our advantage, and that's in, that's so incredibly valuable. Um, when you don't have it, you really notice it. In a few games this year, we haven't had it, and um, yeah, yeah, you, you ha- we have to be able to execute those kicks down the line.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no the, the the forward line the forward line did enough. Um, the 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 Jack the Jack Renaissance uh, continued. I thought he um, presented well uh, all night. If some occasionally the radar was a bit off, uh, Dusty oh, Dusty uh, was this close to having a brilliant game, but but. Again, had had really good work
1: rate. Yeah, actually, I know I've been banging about on the pod for a few weeks, but I've uh, like people who I respect um, their view on football were also commenting how good his defensive work rate is mm. uh, at the moment, and uh, I think that's a real tribute to him. And you know that that kick to Jack um, mm. uh, where he pushed yeah, and, and then then sort of did a forty-five minute bullet was just absolutely vintage dusty.
0: Mm. Uh, I I appreciate how um, unflappable um, Mini McWalter is, um, almost regardless of the game state, because um, he <laughs> he's certainly having his share of close close games.
1: Yeah, he he is. Um, he hasn't quite got the. I think he's starting to sh- shut down a bit in press conferences. Um, he, he's definitely. He's definitely not as entertaining as Dimmer was towards the end, but um, no. uh, you, you can you can forgive that, obviously. But um, and it's a fine line to, to be uh, to be entertaining in press conference and not give anything away. Yeah. But, he was
0: uh, he was graciously evasive when asked about the, the free
1: kick count. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he he's uh, um, it was interesting. Um, in the Benny's press conference today, he was asked... Uh, it's a good press conference. People should listen to it. Um, mm. But uh, he was asked, uh, has it been a seamless continuity between Dimmer and Mini? And he thought about it for a long time, and then he asked yes, um, um, which, you know, says a lot of things. But he also said, um, it, you know, he made a few comments about the game plan being recognisable again. Um, mm. and, and, yeah, it was just interesting. They're obviously... They're not tipping, It's they clearly been going to be very methodical, extremely methodical about the coaching process. But the hmm. yeah, and as he's quite rightly two wins in a row, um, everything starts to look brighter. But good on him. Um, Judson continued his run of kicking a kicking a goal. Um, I know. It was at a every nice bit of work um, Yeah, remains and he, his defensive efforts. I think uh, I think he's starting to pick them up a bit. Um, yeah, I, I just. It's hard to pick up on the stats, but they, they just seems to be feature more, uh, more often in sort of desperate, desperate lunging uh, pressure acts, uh, mm. um, which will will endear him and to the coaching staff and keep him in the team. Mm.
0: Look, the only other thing I wanted to mention was just how relentlessly wholesome um, uh, Liam Baker's uh, friends and family uh, were, um, and. How excited they were to to see him play, and yeah, he played well.
1: It was nice. He played well. Uh, got plenty of the ball. Um, had a shocker with the free kicks. Um, uh, he was. You could see he was getting frus- quite frustrated with it, and got the fine obviously for the elbow, which is yeah. another. If there hadn't been so many, if there hadn't been a much bigger injustice, we'd probably all be more annoyed about. Yeah, yeah. and Brody That's had quite a good and nine disposals, which continues his. Run of the ball, um, and yeah, continuing the fine, uh, the fine form thread of Western Australians, uh, our Western Australian players in Western Australia. Mm. Yeah, fairful.
0: Look, it was it was a pretty tough tough game against a very good opponent in in Werribee, who um fourth fourth on the ladder. Um, not not helped by uh, another. Um, comically bad um, performance in front of goals with with four goals, um, thirteen. Um, probably the the biggest bright spot was um, Sam Banks, um, our leading possession winner um, and and kicked, kicked a goal. And you'd think with Mansell um, and Pickett out of the team and his his having been emergency for a month, that he's a logical inclusion
1: did you uh watch grumpy steve's um uh past match interview?
0: I haven't seen it yet i I heard it was grumpy
1: <laughs> well he's just not. he's just there's a lot of truth bombs being dropped um mm. uh but he raved about banks um mm. and sort of made comments like yeah don't expect to see him play too many more games for for us um and you know the when the best uh, uh the club's best was banks. Brown and Sonzi uh, I think in mm. that order um, like that's pretty good pretty promising mm. right Yeah um,
0: and particularly you mentioned last week um, Brown was Brown's first game of the year and sort of only had the occasional flash he was better this week um playing in a defense under under siege for the for most of the day um Sonzi Sonsi certainly played well in the, the second quarter, which was was our um, best
1: quarter. Um, <laughs> Grubby Steve, though, of the three, uh, um, Sonzi definitely got the most uh, the most mixed feedback. Um, yeah, it, it was both positive, but also, yeah mentioned we got flogged around in clearances in general and said, well, well, you know, Sonsi has to take some of the uh, blame for that. So, sort of, again... Yeah, the he's, tr-
0: getting, he's getting some tough love at
1: the <laughs> <laughs> He sure is. But he, he did, he, he did rove about Brown and, like, his face lit up. Lit up. He didn't say hmm. the same things so that he said about Banks, about immediate um, selection, hmm. but he uh, he had obviously... No, was-
0: and, and I, d- I just don't think you could, With um, given, given how much, uh, you know, he's... Uh, been out since uh, mid-March, so... Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. But there's two spots opening up this week. Um, mm. So, it'll be... There's certainly opportunities there, and yeah, uh, you, know, you think Banks... Yeah. Banks is... Absolute.
0: Banks, Banks is an obvious one. Um oh, I'd like to say Morris Rioli, well, Morris Rioli Jr. would be an obvious replacement for Mansell. So, I hope he, tra- he trains better than he's played.
1: Yeah. I mean... You can make a case that, like that kind of role, yeah, you, you can make a case that you don't need to, like it obviously be preferable if you sort of mm. had three or four shots a goal and been sort of, you know, had a double, had a got more of the ball, but you can make a case that a lot of what he brings is not, is not form dependent and he would just, he can play that special role in, in the AFL, especially with Mansell out, like, there's no, uh, there's no one else who can play that role on the team.
0: No, I... Steely Steely Green's been playing small forward, you know, and has, you know, has had another three shots at goal. But yeah, he he seems he seems a bit away. And look, Rioli's had four tackles, so you know that that gives him something to to fall back on if needed.
1: Yeah, it would be a need selection rather than a form selection. But um, look, i I'd, I'd, I'd actually be fine. Like who are we to judge anyway, but I'd, I'd certainly, mm. I'd be quite pleased if they did it, to be honest, because I just love watching him so much.
0: Well, and, and yeah, and the, the cupboard, is, the cupboard's pretty empty. Um, exactly. Cum, Cumberland's out injured uh, as well. Hopper's not back for another week. Um, no,
1: no, absolutely. Like there's no, I, I can't see, there doesn't, uh, without a restructure. Um, yeah. Uh man,
0: uh Manson for Mansell for Soldo would be uh, uh, an interesting selection.
1: I'd be perfectly happy with Soldo playing a couple of games on some nice squishy VfL oval, um uh, before he came back. Mm. Um but lovely news he's actually he's probably yeah, he,
0: should, he should be back this week, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the um an injury report that was um Hopper after the bye and Gibkus was long sigh and very unclear about when he's coming back, but um, sounds like Lynch is, is sounding more promising. They,
0: yeah, that, that was actually positive um, news about positive, if unspecific. Yeah, um, news about um, Lynch, uh, which is good.
1: Mm. All right, Saint Kilda.
0: Yeah, they're going well. Um, hashtag analysis. Um, <laughs> you know, eight eight and four percentage of of uh, of a hundred and sixteen. Look, it's not. It's a bit. It's a bit up and down. They lost to Hawthorne a couple of weeks ago. Um, they've uh, they haven't really uh, had a had a signature win in terms of um, uh, opponents like the. Um, uh, uh, maybe uh, the. I don't know. Would you say the uh, beating the Bulldogs uh, was their best was their best win so far? Solid win against um, Essendon, but
1: yeah, it's, it's enjoying been, an enjoying an easier draw. It's fair to say.
0: Yeah, they've they've had an easier draw, um, which which they've they've by and large uh, made the most of beating beating the Swans up in Sydney. Um, last week um but there is for if if we're being slightly you know, um tempered in in talking about them they've, uh, the uh the shape of the team looks much better than it than it has in recent years they finally have got um a younger generation coming through that um uh, Nasiah Wanganin Malira um, had had thirty disposals on the weekend. Machito Owens um, is right up there for the for the rising star. Um, Max Kings come back and can barely uh, miss a shot on goal. Uh, Mateus Philippus, their first round draft pick from last year's, has uh, been good. Um, rec- reclamation project. Uh, Liam Stocker's been um surprisingly decent um
1: defender for them. Um, you get, don't bury the lead. I think you're just not, you're not giving it enough credit to future all Australian Mason Wood.
0: Well <laughs> oh, yes. Um Jack Sinclair has been really good as a as a defender.
1: Um No, he's playing really well, but Mason Wood is like they're like on On the ratings, their best player. First time in his career at age 30. He's managed more more than uh, 20 disposals a game. Yeah, no, that's true. He's
0: he's been very good. Um, Do you know uh, who uh, has identical uh, stats uh, as a matchup this week?
1: Hmm. No.
0: Ron Marshall and Toby Nankervis.
1: Yeah, that makes complete sense. And Ron Marshall's having a really good season. He is the,
0: he's he's shading shading on disposals, but giving him a bit on on hitouts and and tackles. But yeah, they're they're both big big physical boys, and I think really um, relished. Um, uh, they had uh, the Saints had fifty one hitouts last week, and Marshall
1: had fifty of them. <laughs> Yeah, well, but that's that's advantage, uh, uh,
0: Sampson, right? <laughs> advantage Samson. Yeah. yeah um, the uh, they've got some grunt in midfield. The Crouch, Crouch, and uh, uh, Steele leading the way there. I've always liked uh, Jade Gresham as well. Um. So yeah, it's they're, they're a good team. Um. I'm mildly surprised that we're
1: slight favourites. Mm. I mean, I don't know what how like. There's no way we'd be favourites at Docklands, but
0: no. Um, it, it, it's tricky though because we we have almost, other than a, a, just a dreadful loss uh, to them in 2021 at the MCG, we we haven't played them uh, at the MCG since. Uh, 2017, and so it's sort of hard to make a, a comment on, on form. Yeah?
1: yeah, and I don't know, I'm I, I don't know, like I, I fundamentally don't believe in, in milestone game motivation, that sort of mm. think, you know, just believe that they all AFL players try really hard, and after the first five minutes, and the adrenaline's gone. They're just they're running on the same instincts they play every game with. But I know it's hard to believe if you. It, and but the football fan of us wants to believe in stuff like that, and it's I know. the football fan brain that that brain says there's not a Richmond player who's not going to give who's who's not going to give a finals like effort in 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 the game. So like. Surely, 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 um, we're going to get this one. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Tiger Talk.